It's a mailbag Friday on the podcast. I got a lot of questions coming from you on Twitter that we're going to get to today. Obviously talking about the infield situation with the Braves. We'll talk about some trade scenarios where they could upgrade in left field. And should left field be the biggest priority for the Atlanta Braves right now? We got a ton to get through, some non-Braves related questions as well to talk about. So with all of that, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. This entire episode today is going to be brought to you by those questions that were submitted on Twitter. I try to make this show as interactive with you, the listener, as possible, and I appreciate all the support and detail and attention and comments and questions that you give. And that's going to make a great episode here on this Mailbag Friday. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're new, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bells. It does help support the show a ton whenever you do that. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. Before we get into those questions, though, I need to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, we have a lot of questions to get to today, and full disclosure, I typically have time to go through and research all these questions and give some detailed thought on them, but there are so many questions that I got on Twitter that I'm just going to rip these off first time seeing them and try to answer them off the top of my head, which could be scary, uh, but we just I'm going to dive through and see how many that we can get to. Again, it's it's great when we can make this show interactive, and I really do appreciate all the questions that have been submitted. And Raymond, I'm going to get there's a question about Max Frieden here. We'll get to that later in the episode as well. But I'm just going to start at the top going through my Twitter feed. And Gerard Vickery says, Kim from San Diego has AA deal written all over it. What do you think the Braves would trade for him? And we've talked about Hassan Kim in here. I do think if he becomes available and Dansby doesn't sign, that he's probably my top option for the Braves just because of what he can do defensively. You can put him at the bottom of the lineup, and I think he can do just fine. I do think it would cost the Braves, you know, a pretty good arm. Um, you know, it depends on what the Padres are really looking for and where, you know, they think they can make an upgrade because they're obviously trying to win. You know, I don't know if it'd be a situation where they would take an Ian Anderson. I don't know if Ian Anderson would, the Braves would be willing to do that. Uh, for Kim, who's under contract, I believe, for two years. This is where I get in trouble doing things off the top of my head. I believe he's under contract for two more years at about 7 or $8 million a year. So it's a really good contract. That's why I'm hesitant to think that the Padres would even want to give that up. But if they did, I would think the Braves would have to throw in a pretty significant you know, pitching somebody that's major league ready and that can step in for them right now because the Padres are obviously in this window and it could be a small window where they they have to win with Machado, you know, opting at, opting out after next season, uh, Hater, 
and, and others are coming off, you know, free agency here pretty soon Juan Soto as well. So Padres are in a bit of a small window somewhat with the current core that they have. So they're looking to win now. So anything that any team would give the Padres for Kim, if he were available, would have to be something major league ready. Ryan Duran says, do the Braves make any big signings or will it be a winter of replacement level players? And I think there's another question like this uh, later on as well. But for me, it's starting to feel like it's Dansby or bust. And I've kind of been on that for a while, especially after seeing Andrew Benintendi get signed on Friday. To me, it feels like it's Dansby or bust. Um, I get the feeling that they were they will go over the luxury tax, but they'd rather not if they don't have to. Um, and I think the only person they'd be willing to do that for is Dansby Swanson. And I feel like if he doesn't sign, then I think they may just stay status quo and they may try to, you know, just add some depth pieces like we saw them do on Friday with Adrianza and Park and, and others that they brought in just kind of some depth moves. So I could very, very easily see that being the case. Chris Harder says rumors of Dodgers interest in Kelnick, Alec Thomas and Dylan Carlson, assuming they would be available Would any of them be good targets for left field and would pr the, would price Braves could offer be enough to take a flyer on high potential players and disappointing bats. I would say Alec Thomas is going to cost you a lot from the Diamondbacks. I think Dylan Carlson of those three might be the most affordable and he'd be a, you know, a switch hitting bat a good defensive fielder. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the Cardinals would want in return for him, but I think, you know, could be an option if the Cardinals wanted some more pitching, perhaps the Braves could, could offer that in a deal. I, the Mariners would be selling low on Kelnick if they were to trade him now. And I just don't think that's smart move on their part unless they were overwhelmed. And I don't think the Braves are going to overwhelm them. So I would say of, the, of those three, Carlson probably would be the most likely target for the Braves that they could get, you know, at, at the price they'd be willing to offer. And honestly, I don't even know that that, that would be doable. But of those three, I'd probably say Dylan Carlson. Scott says, does the players union apply any pressure to free agents relative to their contracts? Like don't take too big of a hometown discount. There is definitely some pressure implied. Um, I don't believe it's pressure that's actually enforced, but it's, it's certainly implied. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think Max Fried signing long-term. He's a player union rep. Um, so it would not be a good look for him to, you know, take a huge discount in order to stay in Atlanta. I personally believe, and this is just my opinion, I think that's why Max Max Scherzer is in New York and not in L.A. I mean, everything we heard is that Max Scherzer wanted to play in L.A., but the Mets offered him more money. Max Scherzer's a union rep, so that would be a bad look for him to leave money on the table, um, you know, when he had that opportunity. So again, it's not necessarily applied, but it is implied. Jason says, is there a shortstop on the trade market that's possible fit for Atlanta, not named Adamas? Uh, one we already talked about, Hassan Kim. That's really it. Um, because as we've talked about, I don't think Willie Adamas is available. I don't think Tim Anderson is available. And the only other one out there really that I can think of is Hassan Kim with the Padres, if he's available. 
Uh, Jamar Baker says, hot take, Dansby doesn't have an offer to his liking yet, despite all the interest. Maybe AA was right in his evaluation this entire time. Let's remember he scoffed at the idea of anyone paying the ultimatum ultimatum amount for Freddie Freeman last year, and he turned out to be correct. What are your thoughts? I I, I think that's wishful thinking. Um, I think it was a different scenario for Freddie Freeman last year. His market just never developed. Um, I think from the get-go, it was Atlanta or L.A. all along, and I just don't think there was anybody else in the running. That's not the case for Dansby, who could have as many as six teams bidding for him right now that are really serious about getting him. So I think that does drive his price up. I think Dansby's just on a honeymoon and just got married. And I think he's just waiting to, to get back and look at all his offers and then make a decision. But I think, I think he, I don't think there is any kind of bluff there. I think Dansby has solid offers. Um, Double A Alex says, I got a non-related Braves question. With Pujols just joining the 700 club this past year, do you see any player currently in the league that has a chance at joining them? Um, I, I haven't obviously looked at the number. As I said, I'm taking all these questions off, off the top of my head, but I think I did hear somebody mention Mike Trout's name. Uh, if Mike Trout were to stay healthy, and play out, you know, obviously to his 40s. I, I think he could approach that number, but really hard to see anybody else getting close to that. All right, we got a lot more questions to get to, and I promise I'm going to get to as many as I can. And if I have the time, I'll get to some in the chat section as well. But next, I want to tell you about uh, the National uh, National Highway Traffic, Traffic Safety Administration. Got an important message for, for you you're hanging out with friends, you're putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, but instead, you think, I live nearby, you can make it home. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, your insurance goes up, you lose your job. What happens if you have a wreck? What happens if you injure someone? What happens if you injure someone fatally? These are all big decisions you have to think about before you get behind that wheel. Everyone knows the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save our lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message, again, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. All right, let's jump back in to these questions. Again, got a lot to go through, so I'm going to try to go through some of these quickly. If We've already talked about them. Luke Broom says, what free multiple free agents would moves for shortstop and left field could we realistically do when Densby inevitably signs elsewhere? Luke's already given up on it. Uh, like replacing the war of him between the two positions. Here's the good news. You're not replacing much war in left field, but Dansby was a six-war player last year. I don't believe he's that. I believe he's a four-war player. And let's just say you got one war out of left field between Rosario and Ozuna, who I guess you're running out there right now. So you're trying to pick up five-war um, and if you're just talking about free agent options, I think you could do that with Elvis Andrews. I think could be one and a half, two war player. And then maybe Michael Conforto is your best option in 
left field to make that up. And I still don't know if that completely makes up everything right there, but that would probably be my initial thoughts. I think that probably gets you for war. And that's assuming Michael Conforto is the player that he was, you know, before he got injured and set out all of last year. Uh, but those are the two free agents that come to my mind. And I think you could probably do just as good putting Arcia or Grissom at shortstop and making up the difference and more there. And then maybe going after a Conforto for left field. Now, everything I'm reading says that there's a lot of teams in on Conforto and that he's likely getting a two-year deal. That makes me a little bit hesitant as the Braves to sign him, even though I've always liked Michael Conforto and I've always kind of wanted him on the Braves. And uh, he was a 4.4 war player in 2019, a two war player in the short 2020 season, but just 1.4 war in 2021. Um, But I mean, that's the way, you know, you can kind of make up for it there. Those are the first names that come to my mind. Justin Reeves says, when would be a good time to trade free? If they know he won't take their extension, shouldn't they turn him into assets, either prospects or something to compete now? This is obviously a big question, and some of you talking about it in the chat as well. Um, I I don't think there's a good time to trade Max Freed. You're in a window now to win. And if you're going to do that and you're going to win another World Series, having Max Freed increases those chances. So I just don't, I don't understand trading Max Freed. You're not, whatever you get back is not going to replace Max Freed, a guy that's been a, a top five Cy Young finisher in two of the last three years. You're just not going to replace that, that value. Now, if the Rays for some reason are out of it, if they just slip up one of these next two years and you want to move them at the deadline, then sure. Otherwise, I think you just ride out these two years with them and tell him thank you. He's been here for a long time. He's given this franchise a lot. Go get your money. Do what you need to do. I do believe he's gone. And I just think as a fan, as the Braves, you just got to enjoy these next two years with Max Freed. I don't think there's a good time to trade him because I think the Braves are going to be in contention to win a World Series. And to do that, they need Max Freed. Dan Pierce, there have been some suggestions that a possible deal for Javi Baez of the Tigers could happen. Ozuna would be part of the trade. Have not heard you discuss that potential option. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, thanks, Dan. That is my first time I'm hearing of a Javi Baez potential trade. Tigers just signed him to be part of their kind of turnaround. I, I would not imagine that they would all of a sudden trade him in a money dump situation. So I have not heard that. If you want to tag me on Twitter or send it to me in my, my DMs where you've heard that, I'd, I'd love to, to look at that rumor. But I just do not buy that at all. Um, Justin Credible says, not so much a question, but for everyone upset about the Contreras trade, she should point out the rule changes next year, including limited pickoffs and larger bases, uh, which I'm, I'm sure is part of the reason we made this trade to begin with, defensive catcher. And we did talk about that a little bit, and I think it's a great point, the fact that you want to be strong up the middle, not just catcher, but shortstop as well, which is why I think getting somebody who's defensive-minded at shortstop is very important. Maverick Sports says, we see A not making a lot of moves, but yet they're not big money sprees. I wonder if AA is setting up a secondary to give Riley Albies shortstop and first base all a break a few days during next year. 
Adrianza on a $1 million minor league deal. Uh, go big on Dansby, six to seven years, $145 million. I think that's probably what it's going to take at this point. Seven years, 145, I think would get it done from the Braves. Luke Overby says, any trade ideas for left field that isn't Brian Reynolds? We kind of talked on some of those earlier. Dylan Carlson, um, Kelnick are the Mariners as well. Could be some potential options. I know there's a Max Kepler in question in here somewhere as well. So there are some out there, um, certainly for left field trade options. It's just, are, can the Braves be outbid with the prospects that they have? Um, but there are some other options out there at left field, and it's why potentially left field may be the route to go because outside of Dansby, the options out there that we know to be available aren't that great. So, you know, prioritizing left field and finding a big bat there may be the way to go. Uh, Matt Mox says, could the Braves be using a strategic move, giving Grissom some hype on the offseason development, potentially using him as a trade piece? So I'm going to answer this question and say, yes, I think some of the hype is being built around Grissom to, to kind of, I think there is hype being built around Grissom. I don't necessarily think it's for a trade piece. I think that could be part of it. I think that's to add pressure on Dansby's camp to show, hey, we are you know legitimately thinking about moving on from you and we have somebody we think can do the job. I, I've always thought that's putting more pressure on Dansby's camp, which I don't know if that's the smart move or not, but I think it also could be, like you say, potential to hype him up in case they sign Dansby, and then maybe you want to trade Von Grissom for a big piece. Joey Milby says, Jake, do you think AA is hesitant to sign a left fielder because that locks up every position for at least the next three years? And any young hitting prospects who pop up could essentially be blocked. I don't think that's a, a hangup, um, and I don't really know what position players will be blocked over the next three years right now with the way the Brave system is. Any of the hitters that they have in their system aren't, really going to be a major factor for at least three years. So I don't see that as being a deterrent to signing up and locking up a left fielder and a shortstop. Um, or if you think Grissom is the shortstop of the future, then I don't see any deterrent from locking up left field. Uh, Daniel Cohen says on a scale of one to 100, where do the Marlins rank as losers? Um, the one thing I will say about that is that since 1996, the Marlins have won two world series and the Braves have won just one. So they do always have that to throw back in our face. Jordan Griffey says, if the Braves only add Duvall or someone of similar caliber and go with Grissom, RC at shortstop, where does the roster rank among the other NL East teams? I've been saying for a while, I still think as things stand today on paper, the Braves are the best team in the NL East. You look at their roster, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson. Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, Michael Harris, um, Ronald Acuna Jr., Travis Darno. That is a deep roster, even if they do nothing else. You look at the rotation, it's Max Reed, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, potentially Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Bryce Elder in the fifth spot. You look at that bullpen, uh, Iglesias, Mentor, Jimenez, McHugh, hopefully Yates coming back. I mean, it is a deep bullpen. Dylan Lee, I mean, this is a deep team. This is a really good team, even if they do nothing else. I still think they're one of the best teams, not only in the NL East, but in all of baseball, at least on paper. Um, 
Bear says, why do you think we still have Ozuna on the roster? Because A, does not want to eat that money. Um, do you think we have the pieces to trade for Mullins um, from Baltimore? No. I think if, if Mullins is available, I think – I mean, the Braves can be outbid in just about any trade, but yet they still keep getting these trades done. So I don't know anymore. I don't think Mullins is available. I think the Orioles want to win this year, and he's a winning-type player. Um could they get something done for Mullins? Sure, they, they certainly could. They have the pieces to trade for him if he's available. The man says, with all the small moves the Braves made today for infielders, does that mean that A is preparing for the inevitable? I'm trying not to read too much into it. All the small moves that they made today, Adrianza, Park, Tolman, um, you know, some depth pieces in the minor leagues. But does maybe maybe make you kind of wonder, I talked about this on yesterday's podcast. If you were going to go with Arcia as your shortstop, it would make sense to get somebody for the bench to take his place. And they go out and get their main guy, uh, Adrianza. So perhaps there is something a little bit more to that. Kind of following up on that, Baltimore Braves fan says, of the three infielders added on Friday, Adrianza, Park, Tolman, who is the most likely to win a bench spot? It's Adrianza, without a doubt in my mind. The Braves... Keep bringing him back. They love him. Snit loves him. Switch hitter can play just about anywhere. I definitely think he has the advantage there to make the um, to make the bench. Um, I'll add one more here. Maverick Sports says since the Braves picked up Hoy Park and a few other minor secondary moves, what do you think AA is setting up? Kind of similar to the question we just answered. I think he's just getting insurance in case they don't sign Dansby. And it's just good to have that depth anyway in the minor league system for injuries. So uh, I think hopefully that's all it is, but perhaps it is because he sees the writing on the wall with Dansby. All right, take another break here and then come back and answer some more of your Twitter questions. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has the most amazing flavors for protein bars, including their new reimagined flavors like cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and the coconut coconut brownie topper. There's also the white chocolate peppermint granola. It's what it's built take on the granola bar that is more filling and insanely tasty. They also have the candy cane brownie puff for the holiday season. If you haven't tried puffs yet, it's being it's it's just like biting into a delicious cloud. They send me a box of them. They're amazing. Uh, Built Bar has revolutionized nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, just 130 calories, in fact. Sink your teeth into that first bite and it will change your life forever. Right now, you can get 15% off your order using our code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's code LOCKED15, LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. All right, try to get to the rest of these Twitter questions here. Apologize. I don't know that I'm going to have time to get to some of the questions in the chat section tonight, but I'm going to try to get to as many as I can. Ricardo Ortiz says, what if we forget about Dansby and concentrate on acquiring a left fielder? And this is kind of what I was referring to earlier, that if you really feel like Dansby's out of your ballpark, there are better options, I think, in left field. The options in shortstop, I think maybe just as good as putting Arcia or Grissom out there. So if you can't get Dansby and you really do want to make a big upgrade this offseason, and we've talked about the fact maybe they don't, maybe it is just Dansby or bust this offseason. But if you did want to make a big splash and you feel like Dansby's not 
going to happen, then I think left field is the best route to go. Outer Dark says, how much do you think it would take to get Max Kepler from the Twins if he's available? Um, I don't think it would take a whole lot. He's he's under control through next year, a team option for next year. He's 29. He's making just $7 million this year. Now, he is you know, has been a below average uh, hitter for the last couple of years, a solid defender in a corner, um, but a good left-handed hitter and the Braves already have that. And, and well, they have a left-handed hitter in Eddie Rosario. I think he would be an upgrade over Eddie Rosario, but I mean, hit 227 last year, 318 on base, nine home runs. Um, and 115 games, hit 19 home runs the year before that and 121 games. So how much different is he than Eddie Rosario other than, you know, he can play defense, I guess, would be the upgrade there. So I just don't see it as a fit. But as far as the cost goes, I don't think I don't think it would be that great. I think it'd be, you know, a mid-level starting pitcher, uh, maybe something even even less than that. I saw, uh, I believe it was uh, Ryan uh, Cothran uh, comment on that to say that maybe it'd be Shoemake and Enoa. I think that would probably get it done. Um, they may want something, just one player that maybe has a little bit more upside than that, but it wouldn't cost a lot. But I just don't know how much of an upgrade that is necessarily. Again, other than you know, better defensively than Eddie Rosario. Uh, Josh Klein says, call it now, Jake. How do the Braves finish off their roster? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just Duvall and Dunn. And I tweeted this out on uh, on Twitter today. Looking at the projected payroll, the Braves are about $6 million from hitting that first tax. If you're not going to sign Dansby, I really think they try to stay under the tax for this year because it's almost inevitable that they're going to. And as I just said, this team, this roster right now is good enough to win. I believe that. And I saw Miguel Friga in the chat section kind of disagree with me that the Mets and Phillies look better than the Braves. I disagree, but either way, this team's good enough to make the postseason if no more moves are made. I would be surprised if the Braves do nothing else, honestly, and just stay under that luxury tax and go into the season with this roster, you know, roll with Grissom at shortstop and go with, you know, Sam Hilliard and Eddie Rosario in left field, Ozuna getting some at-bats at DH along with Travis Darno and Sean Murphy. And I still think this team can win 90, 90 plus games. I really do believe that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get Dansby, if they just do nothing at all, even Adam Duvall, um, you know, again, even if you just signed Adam Duvall for $5 million, you're pretty much at that first tax threshold. Um, so I just don't see that happening unless there's a way, you know, they can cut some costs, which would mean trading, you know, Rosario or Ozuna, which is the next question on here. David Carrier says, Jake, is there any chance to move Ozuna? He is so hard to pull for. And I agree, but I just feel like, if there was a move to be made, it would have already happened. So I just don't think there's any chance that they move Ozuna. Uh, Veronica Corey says, no question tonight. Just wanted to say thanks for great and consistent content. I really do appreciate that. Gus says, I want to know what you think of the possibility of the Braves just sticking with Ozuna, Rosario, and outfielding Grissom at shortstop, which we just talked about, 
But if they literally get nobody and stick with internal options and the lower moves like Hoy Park, Adrianza, and Hilliard. Uh, again, we just got done talking about that. I, I think that's a very real possibility. And I think it's a really okay possibility. Do I love it as a fan? No, certainly. I want them to go out and go over this luxury tax, get Dansby Swanson, sure up the shortstop position for years to come. And maybe they think Grissom is that, that answer that, that solidifies the position for years to come. But I think it is a real possibility, and I think it's a fine possibility. I think this team can still win even if they go into the season with Grissom at shortstop or Grissom and Arcia, however you want to do it, and then with Hilliard and Rosario and Ozuna in left field. Um, Chris says, Dansby has a lot of suitors, but most of them seem to not be an ideal fit. I assume Braves will ultimately up their offer at some point. Do you still see a legitimate road for Swanson to return? I do, but it is going to take the Braves – upping their offer. If they're still around a hundred million, they got no chance. If they come up to 120, 130 million, then perhaps they, they have a, a shot. Um, but again, if the Cubs come in and, and offer them 160, 180, if Red Sox come in or the, the twins come in or the Dodgers or the Cardinals or uh, you know, whoever, there's a lot of teams out there going after him, then, the Braves aren't going to get into a bidding war. And then it's just going to come down to how much money is Dansby willing to leave on the table. But I do think there's a path for the Braves, but they're certainly going to have to be more aggressive with their offer. Maverick Sports says, since Benatendi is off the market, who would you rather see in left field in DH? Duvall, Reynolds, or Grossman and DFA Ozuna? Of those three, Duvall, Reynolds, and Grossman, I would certainly rather have Reynolds, but... I think if you could get Grossman on a on a two you know two million dollar deal, maybe with some incentives, I would probably do that. If you get Grossman or Duvall for three million or less, I would I would probably do that. Um, probably more so Duvall, just because of he can play all three outfield positions. But I actually like Grossman's bat better because of the switch hit ability. Uh, Reynolds, you know, obviously is much better than either one of those, but it's going to be costly in terms of prospects. Uh, just a couple more here. Ron Chung says, would would you attach Ozuna's contract with any potential trade with Max Freed? Absolutely not. First of all, I'm not trading Max Freed, and I don't think the Braves are either. But if you are, if you're going to trade Max Freed, you don't do that in a money dump. You do that to replenish the system to get some major prospects and maybe even some players that are major league ready to come up and contribute. You don't do that in a money dump type of deal. A last Twitter question here. Halsey says, you mentioned the Braves possibly going the route of trading for prospects. I read that the Reds may be looking to deal from their farm system. They seem to love Elliott shortstop, but what about, no, uh, I'm not going to say this right. Novell Marte. Um, that's a great question. I actually saw this question earlier. So I reached out to Jeff Carr, who is the host of Locked on Reds. And I said, who is the Reds future shortstop? And he said, Ellie De La Cruz. So that means Novell Marte could be available and that could be an option at shortstop for the Braves when you're looking at prospects who they could trade for uh, to become that future shortstop for the Braves. I think that is another potential option there. Um, at a couple late additions come up here that I'm going to add in. Jordan Griff's, Griff's, uh, Griffey says, um, oh, no, sorry, I've read that one. I apologize. 
Um, all right, so that is all the Twitter questions. I apologize for those in the chat tonight. I was not able uh, to get to your questions there. Make sure you put those in the comment section below on YouTube, and I will answer all of those. But I appreciate all the questions submitted on Twitter. I really appreciate all the correspondence and the uh, attention and support that you give me on the podcast. Thank you so much for showing up. Got a ton watching live here tonight. Again, can't thank you enough for all the support. Thank you for all the questions. And um, we'll be back next week, certainly doing this, hopefully getting a resolution on the Dansby Swanson situation. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Go make your second listen of the day, the Locked On MLB podcast with host uh, it, Paul Francis Sullivan, bringing humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 